Welcome to Jade Baldwin's Love, Light, and Healing podcast, where Jade and her friends explore faith-based personal development topics to help you develop greater joy and peace when you experience more love, light, and healing in your life. Here's your host, Jade Baldwin. Hello, everyone. We're so excited to be here today. So I have a beautiful panel of my favorite soul sisters. Guys, I I love, love my soul sisters. When I think of them, even during the day, my heart just explodes with joy. And I want to share with you their hearts. And I want you to love them as much as I do as well. Um, we felt together as a group that we need to talk about um, the idea of believing in others, right? How we can, you know, be, do better in that area so we can um, support our community because our community is about helping, you know, soul sisters be more spiritually mature and powerful. Okay, so we invite you to join our community so, you know, you can come and develop that as well. All right. So on the call today, I have Debbie Westcott. We've been friends for over a decade and I love her so much. She's been with me on this journey and loving and supporting me and just encouraging me. I wouldn't be here without her. So, you know, my, my soul just, you know, loves and, you know, and adores her. And then I have this beautiful Cheryl Harris you know, she, she came into my life when I moved to this area and, um, you know, she just such a pure, gentle soul that just kind of loves me and supports me. I'm talking about me, but I love her so much and I wanted to be her friend and, and be, be this sister to her and support her in, in so many ways as well. And this is so exciting. You hear her spirit and she's gentle and she's thoughtful and, you know, she just feels like she's an, uh, a yummy mummy. Okay. She's just, she's that. that <laughs> and then here's my Ashley. Our, our daughters brought us together and it was meant to be. Ashley makes me laugh. She's like, you know, she has this same kind of spirit that my husband has, right? Just kind of throws you off guard and it's just like hilarious and just can't help it. And you expect to laugh when you're around her. And even if she doesn't mean it, it makes you laugh too. Um, so you will fall in love with Ashley just as much as I do. So I am just so excited to um, share with you my friends and my soul sisters. And I hope that we um, can continue to share with you more amazing gems as we go. But today, the gem we want to share with you is about believing in others. So first of all, let's just ask the question, what happens when we don't believe in others? What happens, girls? Um, that's what you get, is, is you, you get people that you don't believe in, and, and that belief is supported because, because we are natural creators. If we believe, if we don't believe in others, then we're going to surround ourselves with disappointing experiences. Okay. We're going to create disappointing experiences. Yes. Yes. You, and, and actually you can even seek, this is actually something that I did when, like when I was first married, sadly, is I would ask my husband to pick up like milk from the store or something. And I'd be like, Oh, he's totally going to forget. And so I would send it like a message or whatever. And then he would totally forget. And it would be like, Oh, I knew he was going to 
forget. And so like expecting to be disappointed and then confirming and then confirming that expectation by saying, see, I knew it. And, Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Debbie. Yeah. I think we, um, experience failure on both ends, (laughs) you know, because I think a belief in others is a reflection of a belief in our own self, Mm um, or a non-belief in our own self, I guess. So, um, we, we expect people to fail and then we feel failed. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yes. So you're saying it's about you. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's something that it's, really not anyone else's fault <laughs> except yeah. for for mine but I for a long time I wasn't awake to that yeah and I realized that a lot of the relationship issues that I experienced um stemmed from my disbelief not only in myself but in others and I was just projecting it onto other people mm-hmm. and yeah. as soon as I decided that I could be the change that I wanted to see, then things began to shift around me in my relationships, in my everything, every area of my life. So, yeah. Did you want to say anything, Cheryl? Oh, I was just thinking everything she, uh, Debbie was saying, I could totally relate to because the same thing happened with me when I finally um, started actually trusting in myself, like that I could do better, be better Then that reflected out on the people around me and they did better. Mm. They were better. Yeah. yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah. So is believing in others, like, um, having these, uh, high expectations and holding them to your expectations. Is it like that? I, I feel like I kinda, you, go, you go dead. Yeah. I don't know if it's so much an expectation, but it's a, a faith and a trust that I like that they're good and they will, that I will trust myself to handle whatever comes at me because I'm anchored in me and I'm anchored in God. Um, but I think people do rise when we show them that we believe in them. People just naturally will rise. And even if they don't, we can kind of let go of expectations because we trust ourselves to handle things. Yeah. Yeah. It goes back to us trusting ourselves. Mm -hmm. I I really like that. Yeah. I, I feel like with faith, like you were saying, like, I feel like it's, also a faith that everybody's doing their best. Like, like I was saying with my husband who forgot the milk or whatever, you know what I mean? Like for me to be disappointed in him as opposed, like, why wouldn't I just have faith that he's going to do it? And if he didn't do it, have faith that either we weren't going to need milk that night, or I could have it tomorrow morning, or just in a situation that we were going to have milk was going to be there when it was needed. You know what I mean? Just like, I've, like you said, Debbie, it's, it's having faith in, and yourself that everything that you need is to happen. It's going to happen the way it's supposed to be because 
because you are provided for by your father in heaven Mm -hmm. and you're completely supported in, in, in each experience that you're supposed to have in this lesson of love. And I was just going to add that, you know, for me, um, I figured things out, you know, I, you know, it, it was a long time in some things, but I have been able to figure things out and I still have a lot to figure out. And I feel like we can trust that they're going to figure it out too. The people that are in our lives, they're going to get it. Yeah. 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 Like we did. I love it. I love it. So we need to take a little bit of time to sort it out in our heads first, in our heart first, before um, we continue this pattern. Because, you know, think about it year after year after year of you not believing in people. Has it improved them? Has it helped them progress? Have your relationships been better? You know, and the answer is no, because it's everyone holding everyone else to their own, you know, I guess, standards or your expectations instead of letting them be free to be themselves. And when you hold yourself to this standard, um, it's just really hard for people to to meet and and to um, be responsible for your happiness. I was just talking to a friend recently and she was like, I tell my kids to clean up and clean their room and help out and they won't. And I keep telling them and I said, have you clarified your vision? She's like, Jade, I can't, can't clarify it enough. I say it the same things over and over. I'm a nagging mom now and my husband doesn't help, blah, blah, blah. So that's a typical story, right, girls? Yeah. So I said, no, no. What you want to do is have a meeting with yourself. And she's like, what? That's funny. And I said, you know, seriously, just be still write down your vision what you hope to to do what you hope to have and then you know realize that you don't even trust yourself and realize that you know because you don't trust them to do the right thing that they don't get you you're you just keep creating this and so stop stop this pattern right and just clarify because the way i hear i i'm questioning i'm questioning you because i'm like so how clean does clean mean right? Do you want everything to be spick and span, no, nothing in the sink all the time? She's like, no, that's not what I want. And I said, there you go. You need to clarify and say, well, guys, at least on the weekend, can you just wash your dishes <laughs> or make one meal a week, something? And she's like, oh, I get it. And she just, just pause. But then ask yourself, do you believe in you? Do you know that you can figure stuff out? And, you know, can you trust that you figured things out that they being a child of God can figure stuff out, right? So have a meeting with yourself and ask yourself, like, how, how have I been doing? Am I trusting me? So let's talk about trusting in yourself. How have you guys learned to trust yourself? Hmm? Um, lots of geranium. <laughs> geranium oil. That was good. That was like, yeah, that was helpful for sure. I actually... That was, I don't know if you remember, but the very first session I ever did with you, I got geranium and I had to use it for like months and I didn't even like it. And then finally I went through and did a bunch of clearing with myself. I actually couldn't even do muscle testing for quite some time because I had this like massive distress from lots of self-betrayal and things like that. But, um, but for me, it is, for me, it's trusting knowing that for me, honestly, it's knowing that Heavenly Father trusts me. Otherwise he would not have given me agency. Mm -hmm. And 
the reason why he gave me agency is because he trusts me. And if he can trust me, then I can trust me. And to know that to me is very powerful because I feel like if, you know, our father in heaven, like God of heaven and earth trusts me and he knows me even probably than I know better than I know myself, then that must mean that I'm actually trustworthy. And so with that, um, if I'm trustworthy, then that means everybody else's. And as, as we learn to respect and love ourselves more fully and more holy, holy, then, then that's going to be what we expect of others. And honestly, what we teach the people in our circle and like, we can all rise together. Mm, beautifully said. I love it. Anyone else want to add to that? I was going to say, um, there's a couple things. How do I learn to trust myself? It's keep my word to myself. Mm. So when I say I'm going to do something, follow through with it. Yep. And then also um, give myself some grace sometimes, because I think if I want to have grace for myself and I want other people to have grace for me, then I will return that as well. You know, because none of us are perfect. We're not walking on water yet. <laughs> as you say. Yeah. So we're going to get it wrong sometimes. Yeah. And other people are going to get it wrong sometimes. And if we can just have some grace and be like, and then we can kind of tune into what has become a pattern and then kind of shake ourselves loose of that pattern if we begin to recognize it. But grace and love are just really the answers, you know, for everything. But, um, you know, if there's a pattern of not honoring yourself, not keeping your word to yourself, then you need to go in and find out what's, what's underneath that. Like what is imbalanced there? Right. Um, you know, how come I'm not keeping my word to myself or how come I'm, um, falling short consistently like there's got to be something else underneath that that is merely the symptom mm -hmm. of the deeper truth that needs to be uncovered so mm -hmm. yep yeah Ashley you you said one time don't hate the result the symptom yeah like right yeah like yeah like don't be mad at the cough like go yeah. fix what's like go fix the underneath yeah. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I actually like what you said about the clean house with your friend. I realized that was something that I was doing with my family is it's like, if I actually, I don't know this, if this is like a Southern thing or if this is just like, I don't know anyway, but I had this false belief that I shouldn't have to ask for the things that I want in my life that people should just know. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like they should just know. Like, like, like I could just be like, well, it's too hot in here. And they would just know to go adjust the air conditioner. You know what I mean? As opposed to just being like, hey, can we turn the air, down the air conditioner? You know what I mean? I like I like you had to like speak in and rhymes. You know what I mean? Like, like you can just say it, but really it's like you don't realize like that's actually like that's not a powerful creative, like, like say what you want. You know what I mean? And if and like for myself is it's like with my kids, I'm like, Hey, so if I don't tell you that this is not clean, that I like, I like it like this, I'll take a picture and show you again later, just so you remember, you know what I mean? But it's like, 
if I don't tell them, then, then how do they even know how, how to, to create the thing that I'm asking them to create? Mm-hmm. And so I feel like that we deflate ourselves and we have like, like Debbie was saying, like this underneath thing, like I would same thing with birthdays. I would make everybody's birthday like special and magical and amazing. I would, I didn't teach my kids how to do it with me. Mm-hmm. I would do it myself. And then it would be my birthday. I'd be like, where's the fireworks? And they'd be like, Oh, today's your birthday. <laughs> and I would be like, Oh, you know what I mean? Just like so upset, <laughs> but I didn't, I didn't teach them how to celebrate for a birthday. I didn't tell them what I wanted. I didn't do all of the things. So how, how can I expect them to create that? But instead I would just be disappointed. I'd just be like, well, nobody loves me. <laughs> nobody sees me. You know what I mean? And so I tell them what I want or I just do it myself. You know what I mean? Like I show them how I teach them how now, as opposed to just expect them just to like know from their brains, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm especially like my husband who wasn't trained that way in his family a birthday felt different than what it did at our house and so but I never taught him either you know what I mean and so as you like you were saying as you teach what you want and set the expectation and then train then you're able to take care of the problem and you're not just dealing with a symptom mm-hmm. yep I love um, it love it um Cheryl did you want to add anything just let me know, okay? <laughs> you don't want to put you in a spot if you don't need you want to talk with <laughs> So that's that's brilliant. Um, <clears throat> so I had a, actually a handful of people saying, oh, my kids are vaping or my kids are try- tattooing this lady yesterday. My kids are tattooing all over, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, you had a big argument over um, vaping or tattooing or whatever it is that you don't like, you know, them drinking or whatever. It's not about that. It's really not about that. And in your mind, you think that's the problem. That's what's causing my discomfort. And I'm just so angry, but it's not. So if you can just step back, like Ashley said, don't get mad at the symptom, right? Go back to, um, like Debbie said, figure out what's, what's the thing that's like causing mm. the self-sabotage. So in our community, we teach people the skills to do energy balancing with faith. So that means we go into the subconscious and work out what we're thinking and what we're believing that's creating these actions. That's, you know, that's creating these feelings, creating these actions. But, you know, you can't get mad at the actions. You can't get mad at the tattoos or the vaping, right? Because really it didn't start there. It started with the person not feeling loved, that person not feeling like they deserve love or they're not, they don't trust themselves. And that's why we're, we're, we're trying to help people um, by believing in them, right? They, they beat themselves up when they don't do, um, you know, things perfectly or right. So they don't give themselves grace, like what Debbie said, right? And so here's my way of like sabotaging myself, right? Just, you know, making my health poor, by, you know, whatever it is that you're, I'm doing. So it's not about that. That will give you a clue. So if you step back and have eyes to see, you can say, oh, that's self-sabotaging actions. So it feels to me that they haven't clarified um, their belief in themselves, haven't loved themselves, haven't established ways to trust themselves. Um, anything else about trusting yourself or, you know, this this whole process that we're, we're talking about of... Um, you know, don't, don't stay, get stuck here on the surface. I think 
Um, I just keep thinking about agency because I do have a daughter who has a tattoo. She's vaped in the past, but she doesn't <laughs> anymore. Um, and one of the things that really, when you were talking about that, um, I, for her, I think it was, and maybe there's something underneath that, but I think it was, and maybe it doesn't need to all be about this, but um, it was her wanting to use her agency herself. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if like there was some imbalance there where she felt like her agency was taken away or, or she just wanted, you know, as a team to exercise her agency and have power over that herself. Um, and just maybe there was something in me that says, I don't trust you to make your own decisions. And so our teens are kind of like, well, I'll show you. (laughs) And actually she didn't do it till she was quite a bit older, but um, yeah, I just think I go back to that and I don't, I don't think it's my fault at all, but I just think that um, when it did happen, I knew that I just needed to show up with love and confidence in her. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like yeah. I trust you to make your decisions, but I also trust that you're going to learn from the lessons sometime. You know what I mean? Whether it's immediate or eventual, mm-hmm. the lessons will come. And we, I think that's part of what we do as parents sometimes is we like, I remember thinking, does this mean that I'm not a good mom? Mm -hmm. Right. And I had to really kind of pull back on that and kind of process through that. And I'm like, no, I am a good mom. We all have agency. We all get to make choices. And can we just trust that people are going to learn the lesson of their choice, whether immediately or eventual, can we just trust that and love them anyway? Yeah. I like that because it's like, for me, like same thing, like with, with my kids, if they're doing something, I feel like it's God saying, do you trust me with them? I've got them. I've got my eye on them. I never stop looking at them and I love you better than them. Mm -hmm. I love them better than you love them. Mm -hmm. And I feel like to me, I, that's what I feel like. I feel like I know what I'm doing. I know where they are. I see them, trust me with them and just keep doing your thing. Because all you can do is your thing. So do it with passion, with love and and inspiration and all those things. Like, do you trust me with them? And because I have an older son that he's actually wonderful, but I know that right now he makes some choices that are not going to make him the happiest he can be. And so because of that, I I used to kind of beat myself up about it. But then same thing where I had, as I was learning to trust myself more, you know what I mean? Like, literally God saying to me, just trust me. I've got them. I have got them. I've got them. Yeah. I love it to be confident in God's confidence and then show up with unconditional love. Right. That's so beautiful. I think that, yeah, that's so huge. That is a huge lesson for me. And I was a much like I was into motherhood very, very far before that became a conviction of mine. But the love that we show for our children unconditionally shows that we trust mm-hmm. in them and that we trust that they will learn the lessons and that we trust that God has them. 
because mm-hmm. I don't, it's not my job to fix everything mm-hmm. and make it smooth and easy. And it's like the chrysalis, you know, the, the butterfly developing without it having the struggle, um, it won't develop its wings to fly. And so the way that we show up is with love, like I'm going to put my arms around you and maybe I agree with that and maybe I don't, but it doesn't matter because I'm, I love you anyway. (laughs) Yeah. I love it. And Debbie, because as moms, we start off being insecure, you know, who births the first child and say, I am, I just got this, you know, no one, Mm -hmm. everyone's like, Oh, what's going on? How am I going to do this? And I've never been a mom before. Right. And so we, we show up with this little bit of insecurity. And so we attach our happiness and, um, you know, our, I guess, how we feel about ourselves um, to our children and say, look, if my kids turn out great, then I'm a good mom. But that's not how we define ourselves. We need to define ourselves differently. We need to know that we're a child of God. We're powerful. We're happy. We, we align ourselves to what Heavenly Father asks us to do. And, you know, the outcomes is, doesn't necessarily reflect. Um, It does maybe give some clues, but not always right mm-hmm. on who we are so if we are okay not worried about whether i was a good parent or not check in with god god will tell you if you're a good parent or not but don't let your kids or the results kind of define that and then it frees mm-hmm. them up so that they don't do the agency fight with you um and it's yes. not just with you it's with the world because it's sort of like i don't feel like i have power because when i when i just like yeah. all over grace my knees my mom cries because she thinks she, she's no good right so you know when i keep messing up she, she thinks she's you know a bad person and and then I, I blame her and it was back and forth it's crazy and so when they go contrary to what we've taught them it's it's because they're trying to feel um power they're trying to feel that they can make choices right so yeah. all of that is about them learning to love themselves owning your agency is a reflection of them trying to love themselves and, and going wait I have the power to love me and to support me and to to do stuff um, and so when you go contrary, it's very obvious to see that you made that choice. Mom didn't make that choice, obviously. Right. But, you know, you, we can get to the point where we don't need them to be contrary for them to feel that power when they feel power. that power already, you know, it, they, they, they know what to do. You know, so like my sister was telling me when she was a teenager, she struggled and, you know, I, I was born 30, so I was like 50-something when I was a teenager. My mom was like, I don't have problems with your big sister, right? So, and poor thing. Okay, poor thing. I, I felt bad because it was not healthy for my sister to, to have this, this perfectionist as a big sister. So anyways, she, she knew, she said, I knew in my head that everything I was doing was wrong. But she said, I had to do it anyways. You know, and she didn't know why. She's like, I knew that this is wrong and this is wrong and this is wrong. Everything that mom didn't want me to do, I did it because I just had to. And we explored it. And it was like, because I had to feel the power. And then she realized she didn't have to do all of these other things, but it was for the power. And had she felt the power, she really didn't need to do it. She knew it was wrong. She knew it wasn't good for her. But we guard our agency so much. Why? Because our parents they held us responsible they're so attached to the outcome and it goes back to them being insecure about themselves right and for us 
um, for me, like it's lucky our cultures like this, it's lucky and not like, I don't know, um, but the oldest child, they already expect the oldest child to do stuff and believe in that child. Like this child was born to lead. Like, yeah, you tell your siblings what to do, where to go, what you, you need to do, just, just tell us what to do and then we'll do it. And I, I had that role. So it was already a natural thing for my parents to trust me. But that means being the youngest, you don't trust the youngest for some reason. It's just silly culture. Um, but yeah, so if we think of us and just kind of like, oh, I trust me. I love me unconditionally. I'm not going to beat myself up. I give myself grace. I'm unattached to my children. So guys, we can talk more about unattachment, but just really quickly for those who are listening and watching this video, um, unattached means you're okay with both outcomes. Okay, so if you think if Heavenly Father wills it and this happens, that's fine. I'll be okay with that. If Heavenly Father wills it and this happens, great. I, I'm happy with that too, right? I'll figure it out. But I'm, I'm okay with both outcomes. When you are okay, then you know that you're unattached. Okay, so, you know, you tell your kids the same thing. You say, hey, you know, I'd love for you to help out. This is my vision of clean house. Like we don't have stuff lying around. We we teach principles. So for our children, we have a clean house because we want to feel the spirit of God. Okay, and that's why we think like things orderly and not smelly and, you know, got rubbish everywhere. Um, that's the idea. But I'm not super, super strict. Right. You don't have to be polished all the time. But, you know, just do your best and see what we can do um, because we have this higher standard of happiness, right? It's for your happiness and you're welcome to make messes sometimes. And when they feel free and, you know, you're not attached to them, then they won't do the opposite, right? So what do you guys think about that? So I'm just going to say something about messes because <laughs> I have lots of kids and, um, I honestly feel like that my husband was raised feeling like a mess was a big deal. And so it's like, oh, you, the house was a disaster, but really like somebody spilled some juice on the floor. You know what I mean? <laughs> and I realized that that was about not feeling supported. So, so I realized that it was a big deal because it's like, I have to do this all by myself and clean it all up as opposed to, and even though it might just be juice spilled on the floor, like if you have inspiration and you're cleaning it up with Jesus, you know what I mean? <laughs> it's like, you're going to know exactly what, the, like the perfect thing to like clean this up. And it's going to be lickety split and faster pants. And it's going to be so good and fast. And I actually had to help him see a mess is actually progress. Like sometimes there's a mess, like you have to crack eggs to make an omelet. You know what I mean? It's like, sometimes you look at, it's changing that perspective. You mean to make it progress. Um, but I feel like that sometimes, like Debbie was saying, we have these these beliefs down below that we have to root out, and it's in lots of areas. And sometimes it's different aspects of of not believing in people, and it's because you believe that you're going to have to do it all yourself, and so you feel unsupported by God and everybody else. And so it's just it's just this beautiful work and journey that you get to do with Heavenly Father as you become your best self. Yeah, oh, I love that. And I love this segue because I was um, thinking about the next question. So what Ashley said was perfect. The question is, what does this trust and believing in others look like? So like one, one example is being okay with a little bit of mess as we get some project done, right? You got to kind of take things apart before you put it back together. 
but then you know in your mind trusting that they, they can take it apart make the mess and then put it back together so what else does trusting in people and believing in people look like what does it look like I feel like it looks like God's got you, God's got them. You know what I mean? Like, so this is, this is what's happening actually at the second with me is, so my in-laws are in town and I have this thing arranged with my mom to go, we're going to go get a massage, pretty excited. But anyway, we're going to go get a massage, but I was feeling guilty because I was leaving my kids and my in-laws. And I was like, oh, I have my father. Like, like, can you, and he's like, Ashley, they have each other. They're going to be good. Like what's, what's your deal right now? And I was like, Oh, Oh yeah, they're good. You got me. But it's that thing. It's like, it's also expecting that people are, are going to behave or react positively as opposed to be like, oh, where are you going? I can't believe that you're going to be gone. Expecting them to be like, Oh, have a great time. I hope that you guys have so much fun. You know, you do so much for everybody. I expect, you know, expecting them to, to be supportive as opposed to not, you know what I mean? And so changing that expectation as you change it within yourself, you know what I mean? Like changing it, like expecting them to be supportive, just like you expect to be supported by God and you support others. And it's just changing this expectation to something positive. I love it. I love that. Uh, it- you know, expect people to respond positively. So when you're speaking, you're not going, oh, is this going to be a fight, right? And then you, you create a fight if you think that they're going to fight you back, right? I love it. And then trusting that things will unfold as it should also. Like what if it wasn't meant to be and they needed to kind of fall on their faces and graze their knees and stuff? Mm-hmm. And you're like, but kiddo, this would have saved you a whole bunch of heartache and pain. Mm-hmm. That you know what, if, if God thinks well, she needs to fall or he needs to, you know, graze his knees a little bit, just let him. Um, for me, what it looks like is um, asking your children to spend alone time with God. Okay, so when they go, ah, trouble, trouble, cry, cry, I'm like, okay, do I do anything here in this situation, Heavenly Father? And if he's like, nope, just tell them to come to me. And I'm like, okay. That's easy peasy. That, that means that I'm a great mom. Okay, still, because I don't need to fix it, right? So I would tell my kids, like, have you prayed about that? And like, no, yeah, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, well, why don't you just take some time, pray about it, calm down, put some oils on, relax and be still. And then come back to me when you have talked to God and, you know, got your divine downloads and then tell me what revelation you, you received. Um, because as a mom, if you, like Debbie, I think you mentioned this, if you try to resolve and fix everything, then you're robbing your children of precious, you know, faith-promoting experiences, right? Because what happens if you're not there? If they're at school and you're not there, or, you know, if something were to happen to you, God forbid, right? And you're not there, right? They wouldn't know what to do and their faith will fail. And when they, when we have the directive of parents teaching your children faith, that's exactly what it looks like. It's like, wait, you're in pain. This is a faith promoting experience. Okay. It's not mommy proving that she's awesome experience. It's the other way around. Mm-hmm. What else does it look like to, to trust and believe in others? 
Um, I like the thing that just popped into my head is um, offering advice only when it's solicited. I'm learning that one. Yeah. Also asking like discovery questions. Like, what do you think about that? Like, do you have ideas about that? Do you, you know, just allowing them to explore and kind of do some critical thinking and exploration, like allowing the other person to do that. And I had a couple other thoughts. It's because um, there can be a positive outcome, even though it does look messy, right? Like there can be a mm -hmm. positive purpose we can, we can look at it to a couple different ways. Like, um, when we, so when we believe in others, it's an act of faith. Mm -hmm. I, and we can, we can trust that there's always a solution mm -hmm. or that whatever loss, whatever is lost can be restored mm -hmm. or that, and that the adversity that we experience is, um, a purposeful lesson yeah. for either us or them or both. Mm -hmm. That's brilliant. I love it. Yeah. Anyone else want to add to that? I love that. Oh, Go ahead. Yeah, you go, Jay. No, I just said I love that learning experience perspective. I was I was going to say the same thing. I was going to say the exact same thing because I feel like that. Um, okay, so this is this is like something that I do. So when I, I like to go run, and I don't like to run on like the street. I like to run in the grass. And so um, today I was running, and like I was kind of in my head. Uh, and I stepped weird and it kind of like turned my ankle and I was like, Ugh, you know what I mean? And, and I realized something that I was like, Hey, who is that? And I was like, Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Sorry about that. And then, but then like, I'm a little bit insecure. So I do this thing where I'm like, I run by faith. I run by faith. I run by faith. I trust my steps. I trust my <laughs> steps. And so, and so like, I have to do that for a minute until like, like I've got it back flowing through my body, but sometimes it's like, Hey, you know what I mean? Like pay attention. Cool with that. You know what I mean? And so some, it can be something that small, like snap out of it. You know what I mean? And, it, but it, I could have been like, oh man, I hurt my ankle. Cause like old Ashley would have been like, oh, I need to really like walk the rest of the way home and, and be really gentle with this. And like expecting there to be an injury there, as opposed to just like, Hey, this is really just snap out of it and go run by faith and, yeah. and paying attention to me. I'm trying to talk to you. And so yeah. that kind of thing. And like Debbie was saying, like sometimes like actually all of the times there's a lesson there if we pay attention to it yeah that's so good I when you were speaking Ashley it reminded me because you know how when bad things happen like you you know rolled your ankle a little bit or whatever you know it, it does like um, slap our um, security a little bit so we just have a, a momentary um, insecurity moment right so we're like uh, uh and then it gives us this opportunity to be um you know to strengthen our faith because every every experience can be purposeful if we allow it um so one of the things that um helped me um do some of the videos that i've done recently was like i heard this mother say you should know better you know 
Like, so you messed up now here and you should know better. And so like the kid already, like Ashley, you know, you know you're, you're running and your ankle kind of did something funny. You're already feeling, Ugh, right? And then you hear it from your parents, like you should know better. So it kind of, the, the message is, I don't trust you. And That's shaming. Uh, yeah, shaming. And then, mm-hmm. you know, puts you in this, 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 position where I am really um not good I guess you know like that's just that's it um so when I think adding insult to injury right yeah and I I heard her say that and I was like my belly was like oh in knots and I'm like what what was what's that situation about so the mom the mom thinks that she's taught the child right and then the child didn't learn and I thought to myself what's teaching and then what's learning and to a point where you know so I don't think that child knows better because that child hasn't internalized the lesson right um so this child was lying and you know cheating you know the mom and and then so um so anyways I'm thinking so I prayed to my father and my father said that that child hasn't learned to fully integrate so then it, it you know, helped me make that video on the truth about learning, right? Because you get that information in your head and you need to filter it through your heart. And that's your discernment with God and his spirit. And then you bring it back to your head for connection and integration because you have to apply it, right? If the child hasn't been taught to apply it because the mother hasn't taught what it is it, why is it? And then, you know, so what? She hasn't taught all those three steps and the depth of it then that child hasn't learned and the mother hasn't taught. And sometimes we think, I told him. That's just one part of teaching. And then the other part of learning is like, you know, all that integration. So, you know, when, when that happens, when something like, you know, a mistake happens and you think, okay, let's reflect on me and say, hey, okay, let, that, that's a good feedback because maybe I haven't quite fully taught my child. And so I'm better think to myself, what, so what, now what? So what was it that I wanted to teach? What's the principle? And so what, what does it mean for that child? And then now what, you know, how does that child apply it? So can I share with you this, this very simple, but very powerful example? So my husband and I, we, we do, um, you know, this PowerPoint presentation for our kids about personal development and then it grew and grew and grew year after year. So now, you know, it's talking about them budding and blossoming and then, puberty and then sex and then you know now we're talking to the deep and you know deep relationships and um we're doing like what if you got raped and all of these things so we had this whole long conversation so the the kids have had this year after year after year so you think that our children got it and then one child came home one day and she's like well my friends are having relationships and you know can you still get married like in our church in this way in our temple and stuff even if, you know, you've sinned and stuff like that. And, I, you know, because Christ forgives, right? And, and I'm like, you know what? You are right there. But why do you think Heavenly Father gave us this commandment to wait? And, you know, we're thinking and thinking because I'm in my head. I'm like, dang it. Like I have taught and taught and taught, right? This kid is still like trying to integrate. I'm like, that's, that's totally fine. So, you know, we explored and explored. And at the end of the lesson, this is what she said. She's like, I got it. And I said, how? What? How? Show me. She's like, mom, it's like this. So if God gave you a cake, a beautiful, beautiful, amazing wedding cake, right? And um, I, and um, we were chipping at it. We're chipping and chipping and eating at it, pieces and pieces and pieces. 
And on the actual wedding day, right, you have this kind of warped, half-eaten, picked-at um, cake. So it's not complete and you can't fully enjoy it because it's not beautiful like you, you liked, you know. And I'm like, yeah, that's, that's it. That's her, uh, you know, with filtering it and discerning. She's just like, it's about greater joy. Mom, it's about greater joy. And I said, yes, I guess so. <laughs> like, I thought I good job. Yeah. Good job. Good job. Ooh. And she's like, oh, oh. So she's this, this realization. She's so happy. And then I'm like, no, no, that's still the second stage of learning. How do I help her, you know, believe in herself that she can do this? And then she moved it to the next stage. And I said, well, what if, you know, a boyfriend says, oh, you're such a hottie. Like, you know, if you really love me, you know, you let me have sex with you, right? And so she's like, well, let's see. If he truly loves me, he'll want to, you know, create that beautiful wedding cake with me, you know, and enjoy it with me. He will wait and respect me. And I was like, yeah. oh, oh, boom. oh my gosh, she moved it from her head to her heart and back up here because she visualizes how it's applied. And so I just feel like, yes, we, we trust that they'll get it. We'll trust. But then when it, when it doesn't look right and they're like, mm, they're still, you know, we can just take responsibility for our role, right, as a teacher to, to help move it through so that it can get to that integration part. So she can learn it as well. And then it's all about trusting, trusting that they'll figure it out. But somehow she's like applied it to something that she cares about because she cares about like, wedding cake and cake cake decoration that's her thing. <laughs> so she's an artist so she had applied mm. to something that she knows but you know who would have thought yeah but you that, know trusting in someone that and I and I actually love that so much because I feel like that if we learn it this way then we expect everybody else is gonna learn it this way sometimes yeah and so so my four-year-old he said to me he said mom I love Jesus, but I don't like to read the scriptures. <laughs> and I said, okay, Sam. It, but he'll talk to me about it all the time and about how he creates with his angels and things like this. And he actually taught me this beautiful lesson where like we were riding on our bike and um, he was in the back. And I said, he said, I don't want to go in there. And as these really pretty dense woods. And I was like, yeah, but what would you do if you did go in there and you got lost? And he was like, I don't know. I said, well, do you think you could pray? And he said, yes, because Heavenly Father has the map. And I was like, he does have the map. Heavenly Father has the map. And I feel, and he's only four, you know what I mean? But I, but I feel like to myself, it's like, sometimes it's cake and sometimes it's a map. You know what I mean? I feel like if we trust others, like you're saying, if we trust others, and trust God to know how to reach their heart perfectly to work it through with them. And we do accept it in each outcome. Like you're saying, it could be a, it could be, it could be like X, Y, Z, even like if we're cool with, with it being like that, that does really show that beautiful trust that you have with all of our brothers and sisters, but also with our father in heaven. It's, it's really so beautiful. Yeah. And I think that that's just, uh, from the mouth of babes, right? You know, it's just brilliant. And you just have to kind of let them, you know, figure that one out. So what I was thinking is when you're unattached, you let them own their consequences. You don't suffer it as if you created it yourself. 
you have this godly sorrow that says, oh, I feel bad. That's really bad. But it's not like, oh, it's all my fault. Um, so when you allow them to own their consequences, it's sort of like, well, you let yourself eat at that cake, right? And so that's that's your thing. And, and then it took um, another thing that kind of really solidified that that um, confidence in me because they, they had a, this interview with our friends. So we had a, two friends that we were just telling them about this, this talk that we, we give our children about personal development. I mean, you know, like physical uh, development and then um, sexual talk and stuff like that. And so they interviewed our kids. So they had a few of our kids sit there and then they, they asked, so they're like, hey, so when your friends, because you do probably do have friends that are, you know, sexually active right now, when your friends tell you about, you know, them being sexually active and all the things that they're doing, you know, what do you feel? Do you feel like you're missing out? And, you know, hearing from our kids, they're like, oh, you know what, you know, we'll probably know more about sex than they do, in, you know, in a lot of details and stuff. Um, you know, maybe they're experiencing it, but we will experience it at the right time and have a greater degree of joy. And when I heard them talk like that, I was like, oh, this, this really works. It's this trusting and believing in people and saying, look, mate, if you make the mistake, that's fine. You know, you own it, you fix it, and it's all on you, right? but this is what I want to teach you. You don't have to be obedient to God because mom and dad says so. You're not being obedient to God because for, for us, for our reason, for our purpose. We've already made our choices and our, our path is ours, <coughs> it's yours. So it can go with anything, with the career, with you know their physical health, anything. If you choose to take that, that's not going to make you healthy, but it's up to you. You're going to own that consequence. And I think that's really important that we, we you know, clarify that and that's what trust looks like to say it'll be yours here's the consequence of, that might happen but here's a good consequence if you do this positive thing it reminds me of eve in the garden you know when god's like i command you not to do this nevertheless you know mm, like true. she's saying it's up to you you get to choose yeah and he's showing confidence in and first of all, the plan of salvation, you know, of Jesus Christ's power of the atonement and, and trust in their ability to overcome and walk through the adversity and learn the lesson that they're meant to learn, you know, and it's just so beautiful. Like, it doesn't have to be a terrible outcome, you know, people just get so bogged down and think that it's the end of the world. And I think that's where we, um, where we become stifled and then we don't grow and progress when we think there's no answer, you know, and that what we've done is so final. Mm -hmm. um, when we believe and trust in the possibilities of overcoming and the lesson learned, um, that's, so that's so powerful. Yeah. Well, that, that brings me to our conclusion. Ladies, this has been amazing. And what, you know, Debbie said is just perfect for this because what we're trying to create is this heavenly unity, right? So we just want to make sure that um, we're clear on, you know, whether we trust in the great plan of God <laughs> that is going to unfold as it should that we'll have, you know, this purpose for all of our experiences, um, that we learn to love unconditionally and be unattached, 
in any situation um, that we can um, just accept and love ourselves as we make mistakes and then believe that other people can figure stuff out as well. So that's a much better perspective than holding them, you know, down and telling them that they should know better, you know, that we don't trust them because it, it hasn't ever changed anybody for the positive. So we're suggesting to you guys that's watching, watching and listening to change culture. And this is what our community is about. We'll pick a couple of topics or whatever, or one topic hopefully, and then we'll explore it and talk about it um, and invite you to just uh, change the way you, you do things so that you can create more of this heavenly unity, um, the oneness. Um, because some of the problems that we have is really unnecessary when we explore it. And it's like, oh, we could have fixed that, <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> So this was amazing. This is so wonderful. I felt the spirit of God strongly. Does anyone else want to add anything before we end? I just wanted to say that I'm so grateful to be a part of this little group here, but which is actually a much bigger group than this. Um, I'm sitting here, supposedly, I need to have my own notes to be able to help present, but I'm taking notes from you guys. <laughs> um, even though I've heard some of this before it's just such a blessing to you know be able to edify each other this way and just i just want to say i'm grateful to be a part of this this is awesome thank you so much cheryl it's a revelatory experience isn't it we want to come together and, and do this and then capture it and share it with other soul sisters um so yeah. if debbie do you want to say something i was just gonna say if this resonates with people like we fully welcome you in come come and be with us yes. and explore all of these things um it's so wonderful to know that you're part of a community that believes in you mm -hmm. and like wants to uplift and energize you and um and that you can contribute to that too and that's that's the beauty of what we've created here is all of us here are contributing to something, to a greater whole. Mm -hmm. so. so add to the love, you guys. Connect to the people <laughs> that sent you this video and just come along. Join us on our weekly calls. We have emails, we have videos, um, we have retreats. Just come along and connect and feel loved and just, and just heal. Heal when you go on this journey of being whole because your faith, We'll make you whole. So thank you so yeah. much for joining us. Please subscribe to my YouTube channel and friend and like us on Facebook and Instagram and you know check us out on podcasts and things. So thank you. Thank you for listening to the Jade Balden Love Light and Healing Podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe, share, and comment. For more from Jade Balden, please visit jadebalden.com